G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And here we are on another Tuesday morning and looking forward to an update on what's been happening breaking news-wise as it affects the nation of Israel and those nations around the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring the headlines overnight for us once again. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Ron, let's talk politics for a few moments here and what the headlines are saying about Benjamin Netanyahu on track to win the Israel elections. Yes, uh, Bibi and his Likud party uh, look like they're going to win their third successive parliamentary election according to the first exit polls that emerged after polls closed at 10 o'clock Monday night. With 60 seats, Netanyahu would be just one seat short of the 61 needed to form a governing coalition in the 120-seat Knesset. And that seat could come from any number of places. Turnout was the highest since the 1999 elections, suggesting that voters have not got tired of having their say. The turnout was even higher among the 5,630 Israelis quarantined due to exposure to the coronavirus, among whom 4,076 voted in special polling stations despite very long lines. It's very interesting to note they believe that the whole thing swung because uh, Bernie Sanders was emerging as the likely leader for the Democrats in the United States. And the closest rival to uh, Bibi was Betty Gantz, who said that he was going to restore Israel's relationship with the Democrats. And uh, the Israeli electorate uh, wasn't too keen on that. Uh, Netanyahu promised uh, that he would improve national security and that he expected great benefits out of Israel's relationship with the United States. Interesting swing. Interesting swing and interesting, isn't it? So significant, the American political scene and the influence that it has on democratic processes even in other nations like the nation of Israel. Uh, Ron, you mentioned the coronavirus pandemic around the world. Uh, Saudi Arabia has banned travel to Mecca and Medina over the coronavirus fears. What's the story there? Yeah, they banned travel to the holiest cities in Islam, Mecca and Medina, and banned all tourist visas to people from nations affected by the uh, coronavirus. Saudi Arabia has expressed concern over the potential of a coronavirus outbreak within its borders as it has become surrounded by Middle Eastern countries with confirmed cases. Egypt, Oman, Bahrain, United Arab Emirates, Iran and Iraq have all documented cases. Iran's situation is the most alarming and uh, the top uh, precautions have been put in place. Al Arabiya, a Saudi outlet, listed 20 countries whose citizens were banned from entering the country, including Taiwan, Hong Kong and Macau. 
Ron, let's look at another headline. Israel has seized $4 million in Iranian money transfers for Hamas. How does this headline look? Yeah, Israel Defence Minister Naftali Bennett has signed an order to seize $4 million, which he said had been transferred from Iran to the Hamas terror group in the Gaza Strip. The money was earmarked for developing the Hamas terror infrastructure in Gaza, including the manufacture of arms and ammunition and payment to members of the organization, he said. The financing source, said Bennett, is the Iranian regime, which operates against the state of Israel. In July, a senior Hamas delegation visited Tehran, discussed with Iranian leaders the development of closer ties that also included the establishment of a standing army in the Gaza Strip. The Israel order is directed at the company in the Gaza Strip, which, according to the Israeli statement, is the main money changer for Hamas. Let's turn our attention to some developments when it comes to the ethnicity of ambassadors for the nation of Israel and George Deke, Israel's first Christian Arab ambassador. How's this one look? Those words together. (laughs) This is an amazing story. On December the 25th, 2019, the office of the President of Azerbaijan officially recognised George Deke as Israel's new ambassador to their predominantly Muslim country. They bestowed him with the title Ambassador Extraordinary. At age 35, he's Israel's youngest ambassador in the world today. He's also a Christian. Ambassador Deke's family has lived in the port city of Jaffa for 400 years. This stylish Arab millennial has been defending the Jewish state ever since he joined the foreign ministry in 2008. For many, his rise to prominence began on September 27, 2014, when he shared his personal story for the first time in a talk at the House of Literature in Oslo. He went viral and was said to make the best speech an Israeli diplomat ever delivered. In his message, Deke told how his grandparents fled to Lebanon in advance of the 1948 Arab-Israeli war after being told the Jews would slaughter them if they remained in their homes. After the war was over, his grandfather realized that had been a lie. The Arab armies did not win as promised, and the Jews did not kill the Arabs. In a highly unusual move, he abandoned his status as a refugee and fought to return home and be readmitted to Israel with full citizenship rights. It's an amazing story of a young man who now defends Israel in one of the most important locations on the planet. You know, difficult to go past that without just pausing for a moment of reflection. As you say, a significant development where an Israeli diplomat is a Christian. I wonder whether that's saying anything more deeply than we might see on the surface there, Ron. Uh, When you say this is a significant thing, uh, I agree. And, uh, of course, that's very unusual that there would be a Christian who'd be representing Israel. But that does seem to represent a a strengthening of ties between Christians and Jews. Well, I think it also emphasises the uh, democracy of the Israel uh, political system. For him to be an Arab and a Christian and be appointed an ambassador representing the state of Israel, publicly declares 
the freedom for advancement of anyone in Israel if they've got talent and they've got the ability to perform the job. The restrictions are just not there. Hey, an interesting one because the Israeli president, Reuven Rivlin, has been visiting Australia and... At his farewell in Canberra, the Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, has confirmed Australia's close ties to Israel. What's been happening there, Ron? Well, at that meeting, uh, Reuben Rivlin thanked Morrison for Australia's friendship and commitment to the State of Israel and to the Australian Jewish community, stressing that relations uh, with Australia were among the cornerstone of Israel's diplomacy. President Rivlin stressed the importance of countries expressing their opposition to a politicisation of the International Criminal Court, thanking the Australian government for its decision to submit a request to become a friend of the court, an official position, to the Hague-based ICC. As friends of the court, Australia would be permitted to offer their views on the cases involved and submit legal advice to the court. Australia is adamant that the ICC has no jurisdiction to investigate alleged war crimes in Judea and Samaria and Gaza, since it does not recognise a so-called state of Palestine and does not recognise that there is such a state party to the ICC statute. This was a statement from an Australian Foreign Ministry spokesperson. Scott Morrison told Rivlin that Australia is happy to stand with Israel in the international arena, stressing the important relations between the states and its people. I'm very proud of our government. Well, that's something that I think is very important, and I know that listeners will be uh, on side with you there too. Ron, you always deliver the goods. You're like a portal into the activity of God around his people in the nation of Israel as they are today. And always appreciate your insights, appreciate you scouring the headlines, bringing to us these details each week. Thanks so much for being with us once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.